are listening to Astrology Today, broadcasting live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host and Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Kind of got ahead of myself there. Welcome to the Echo Chamber personal lockdown in the studio, handy wipes at the ready. Okay, it's at times like these that humans look for meaning or answers to questions like why is this happening? And astrologers in particular look to the stars to try to figure out, could we have seen this coming? And the answer would be a resounding, well, no, not specifically. And that is a no to both the pandemic, the stock market meltdown, large gatherings gone. But what we did say way back in January, if anybody remembers, is that there's a likelihood that there will be structural changes. But to have narrowed it down to specifically what we're seeing, yeah, no. But there is a message to be understood, and like all folks who practice the art of meaning-making or myth-making, astrologers will be in hot pursuit. What I find very curious is the collective experience in all of this. Very Piscean in nature, group mind almost, and surely, fortunately, not high in racial divisiveness. That is a plus. We are all in the same boat. Oh, oops, bad joke. Uh, on the same planet as all forms of movement link us all together effectively. That linkage movement would signal Mercury in action, who has been hanging out in Pisces from February the 3rd till March the 4th. And currently we're in a bit of a respite, about 12 days of it. And right now, Mercury is at 20 degrees of Aquarius. And so we've got this few days of kind of surfacing from the group mind to go, oh, how, how in particular is your social scenario handling this situation? Then we will be plunged back into Pisces on March the 16th with the mind thing for another 26 days, leaving for Aries on April 10th. So, perish the thought, but she's gonna make a prediction. <laughs> okay, so what I predict is that um, April 10th, we will see a steady decline in affection, in in infections, not just because Mercury has left Pisces. Um, and I was about to agree with the news reports that these infections usually end over the summer. So why Australia? Huh? I don't get it. Well, either way, Mercury transporting invisible, which is Pisces, pathogens comes out into the open in Aries. So I am hoping that that does signal a change. Now, the astrologers that are commenting on this pandemic are looking at ingress charts for timelines and outcomes. So you ask, what is an ingress chart? Um, I have spoke about these, um, I would have around Christmas time, but here's what some of the, you know, like wiki people have to say about it and some others. 
Definition, an ingress is the entry of any orbital body into a new sign or quadrant. The sun makes an ingress into cardinal signs at the equinoxes and solstices. The planets also have their ingress into the various signs, which result in certain alterations of their influence. So that was me talking about Mercury leaving Pisces and going into Aries. That would be called an ingress. Now from William Ramsey, 1653, the true time from whence judgment is to be raised for the exact knowledge and predicting of future natural events in the elements for any year is when the sun enters the first point or minute of Aries. Ah, and we have that swiftly approaching this week. Okay, so astrologers went looking at the Capricorn ingress charts for Wuhan, China, and other countries for the start of this outbreak. And some are also noting eclipse charts prior to those outbreaks. This inquiring mind looked back at the Capricorn ingress for the chart of Canada. And, of course, I also will look at the Aries ingress chart for Canada as well. You guessed it. Those charts will be up on my website, and they are up there now. Um, that's www.cardinalastrology, all one word, dot ca. Okay, so the Capricorn ingress has Virgo rising for Canada, and Virgo is typically associated with practical day-to-day -day living, and so we look to the condition of Virgo's ruler to see how we are faring for the three months, January, February, March. Now, Mercury in that chart was angular in the fourth house and in Sag. Straightforward reading would be, people from abroad will be coming to Canada and this can have an effect on our daily life. Hmm. So didn't necessarily say it was going to be a pandemic or, you know, a virus, but that it would impact our day-to-day -day life. So there you go. Okay, um, will that be good or bad? The traditional point of view, Mercury is not badly afflicted. So, you know, ergo, we're not, we have not seen to this point any major outbreak here. Mercury does rule the 10th as well, so mobility will be front and center. And I talked about that in terms of the railway blockages, if we can even remember back to when uh, the pipeline was the big issue. Because Mercury is not really challenged, we have not seen a big impact from the virus. But this chart is winding down. On the economic front, this chart had no major hit to local businesses. But this chart, as I say, it's going to get replaced. And so let's look at the Aries ingress chart. And I just need to pull my computer a little bit closer because I printed off the wrong one. Ah, can you believe it? I can. <laughs> okay. So with this, we have a Scorpio rising. Ew. Okay, so what that kind of puts uppermost uh, in terms of uh, prosperity and health of the nation is things like death taxes and shared resources. Ew. Um, we have to share to get this going in a positive direction. Let's hope we can. And really, folks, toilet paper? Really? Anyway. 
Let's take a complete tour of this chart. So prosperity and health of the nation, that is the first house, that's Scorpio, but it is signified by Mars and Mars is almost exactly conjunct Jupiter. Yippee. This particular combination of a benefic in uh, the third house, okay, and Capricorn uh, bodes well, but it also places huge emphasis on the whole travel thing. If we take the higher Mars road and use our, um, Mars typically represents sort of the military, the police. Um, I would also say here, um, we could maybe pull in sort of civil servanty type pieces as well. If we use that in a responsible way, then we can mitigate. And I think what they're calling for now is you want to slow um, the infection rate down. You're not going to stop it completely, but not have some big spike that overwhelms the system. So as you can imagine, you know, we don't want the sideways thing of Mars, which would be, you know, a heavy handed um, response from the military in order to contain uh, the virus. Uh, for example, helping remote communities deal with isolation. Um, and what I also realized is with Mars being um, the ruler of the chart, uh, that puts fire uh, in the picture for the next quarter, and at least we forget, you know, the ravages of what happened in Australia. Okay, putting Jupiter and Mars together also suggests that prosperity will require responsible action on the part of things like the banking system, uh, a country in lockdown can't keep paying, and they've already announced interest rate um, drops, which is good. The legal system will have a part to play as well as our religious communities. And so it's, I see this as um, not going the route of, um, you know, foreclosures and uh, bankruptcies and all of that type of stuff uh, because businesses, and there are, as you can well imagine, some industries that are going to be hugely affected. These two co-present in Capricorn with, of course, that Pluto-Saturn, which is what some astrologers are saying is that was the fore forewarning. But the third house for us, so let's just see what all can be impacted. Okay, so any form of transportation, communication, uh, that includes the rivers, cars, all disseminating of news and information, such as the post office, communication networks, I'm thinking of just-in-time delivery here, the internet, telephone, faxes, newspaper, um, publications and periodicals. It also rules neighboring nations. And so for us, what happens in the States will have a very direct impact on us, um, especially if we go into closed borders and that whole thing. So our collective health and prosperity hinges on how well we negotiate this whole transportation thing. Uh, what that might look like in short term is, of course, self-isolation. Capricorn is all about limits and the responsible handling of limits. Pluto brings the need to regenerate, EI, be prepared to get the nation moving again, uh, keeping information flowing from real experts. Saturn suggests that this is a life-threatening epidemic that will clearly impact the elderly and will also have an impact 
um, for farmers, for resource industries, and for landowners. And for those, I'm seeing that as we're going to be looking to our local farmers to, you know, get their crops up and going uh, because the whole transportation network getting slowed down, food is going to become an issue, not toilet paper. Uh, resource industries, of course, the movement of that. And landowners, yeah, the whole question of can you keep paying your mortgage if you're in a lockdown. Um Okay, so the, these are the areas that are likely to be affected. Now, the moon is the people, and it's in our fourth house of home. So good thing we live in Canada. Not such a bad place to stay in isolation. Our attention is focused on home, and I suspect on more than just toilet paper. Are you ready to be self-sufficient? The aquarium component suggests that community is going to be very important. Can you and your neighbors work together? Take this scenario as a dress rehearsal, and I will repeat that, dress rehearsal for other disasters or wild changes in the world landscape. The sun in this chart, our leaders, are found in the sixth house. We hope they stay focused on day-to-day -day working of this country as we deal with the virus, the stock market, the collapse of oil, the stoppage of all travel, and all the industries that impacts. Again, this puts civil service front and center to help deal with day-to-day -day life, and it re restates leadership focus on health. Mercury is in charge of trade and commerce and all the stuff mentioned in the third house, and Mercury is in our fifth house, which is considered a fortunate house. Yay. Um, this is Pisces, and Neptune is here as well the house of children, and I had to laugh as I was waiting to go on air and I'm scrolling through and people stole my thunder. Hmm, house of children, a spike in birth rate from self-isolation. Hmm, Christmas babies. Oh, I digress, but so did everybody on Facebook. Entertainment, playful, creative, and imaginative. This is the fifth house. It's Pisces, we'll be fine as long as we avoid hysteria the bogey, boogeyman, pardon me, in the closet. Yeah, let's just not go there. Trade and commerce will require creativity and imagination. Those who are limited to the same old, same old might be in for a tougher quarter. This strategy will also be required for our socialized medicine systems and hospitals and clinics. Okay, they're, you know, gonna have to get creative at how they are going to manage what is normally a pretty full-up medical system. And now with the influx of people who um, are really challenged by this virus. Okay, Venus is, where is it? It's in Taurus in the seventh, and it's about women, the arts, diplomatic relationships. Venus is in her home turf, so able to work well. So women in our country need to step up and be available for foreign relations, political and commercial um, scenarios. On the table are fundamentals of life-sustaining resources and resources in general. Unfortunately, the great disruptor is here as well. Uranus, expect the unexpected. Great just what we need. Connectivity will fundamentally change for us, I expect, but women will surprise the world in this quarter. 
To round out this chart reading, we see Jupiter has an impact on our stock exchange, national wealth and trade. This is Sagittarius. So limits come from Jupiter in Capricorn from abroad. And so the impacts, um, yeah, um, they won't necessarily be us that create sort of the, the challenge here, but it will be from abroad. Okay. Uh, so I suspect local activity will prosper, but local folks, okay? The eighth house must look to Mercury in the fifth in Pisces. Those who work or use social settings like entertainment industry, cruise ships come to mind, hospitals, nursing home, etc., are likely to see the greatest number of deaths. I'm sorry. Mercury also will be in the spotlight with financial relationships with foreign countries, debt, and stock market. Not great for the next quarter. The ninth house of foreign travel, education, universities, and the like uh, are in lockdown at home, cancer ruled, and we are staying at home. Thank you very much. Uh, so those who are involved in uh, you know, education and travel and um, not so much the science in the sense that science can be done at home. Um, but the other industries, you know, it's kind of obvious they will suffer. The 10th house is Leo. Our le leadership better be focused on the day-to-day -day affairs of this country because that sun is in the 6th house. Um, and that includes, you know, local and not just the national governments. Um, they need to be tuned into what does the civil service require to get these jobs done. And again, this takes us back to that Mercury and Pisces, which is um, you got to get creative and you got to have faith and trust in um, and pull out all the stops to support uh, the service sector. Okay. Oh, 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 let me just get to my next page. How can you help fuel creative solutions, the predicaments faced by the tourism industry, the film industry, entertainment, sports scenario? And I don't know, do we really want a really big jump in the birth rate? But we'll probably get one. <laughs> okay, the 12th house is Libra and Venus rules here. She is in her home turf of Taurus, so will be a positive force to ensure the least of our population are not forgotten at this time. Homelessness people and the prison population, etc. Okay, now what I did here is I took a note, if I have time, and I think I do. I'm going to just let you know. So um, the ingress chart, of course, for Aries is the same for everybody, but it's how it's oriented across the planet that changes. So, for instance, our U.S., because Washington, which is where we, you would cast this ingress chart for, for the U.S., um, the chart looks almost identical. I mean, there are some degree changes in terms of uh, the midheaven and the ascendant, but otherwise, all the planets are exactly as they are. And so its need to handle things will be echoed in what I've been saying for Canada. I looked at the ingress for China, and of course, this would be done for Beijing, not for Wuhan. And it does show that there are still a substantial amount of deaths occurring. We may not be hearing about it. 
Um, but the moon, which is the people in the chart, is in the eighth house. And so, um, you know, they may not be saying it, but I suspect that they're still having lots of problems. Okay, so I looked at Iran next. And this one is more hopeful in terms of um, the hump being passed after, and of course the ingress charts for these are actually the 20th. Ours is the 19th, but it's just because of the time zone thing. Um, and so Tyran shows that uh, the moon, which is the people, are um, it's in the 11th house. Of, and again, it's still Aquarius, but it's the 11th house. It's a good fortune house. And so I predict that, you know, things will start to get rapidly better there. What will be under major change is the way that country is structured, because that whole Capricorn thing is on the 10th. Okay, if I look at Italy, another place hard hit, uh, the moon is in the first house. And there was a, a thing on um, uh, Facebook today where, you know, a bunch of people in a lockdown town in Italy opened their windows and started to sing. What do we have? We have moon in the first house. Um, people are starting to recognize that they know how to do small community, social um, look out for each other, and that's what this chart shows. Um, I would say that, um, would I say that their death rate is going down? I would say so. Um, Mercury, which rules that, is in the second house, and so if they get the resources, I think uh, things will go well there as well. I looked at England. Uh, and what's coming up there, this has Capricorn on the first house. And so the way they are currently structuring their um, way of handling this pandemic, uh, it's possible they can pull it off, but boy, it could go sideways if they don't, because this is a Capricorn rising chart. And so the limitations in how they are pursuing the way they're going to handle this. Um, and what's interesting is the people that are more likely to be in trouble with this are going to be people that are in positions of leadership. Um, that are going to take the brunt, whether or not that's the actual virus or just the way people are going to react to the way they're handling this. Okay, so enough of all that wild uncertainty. Let's go to Jupiter. I'm going to take the next half of the show to talk about the greater benefic. Um, and why? Because we're in the last days of Pisces, and Pisces is ruled by Jupiter. And in ancient astrology, it was considered uh, the greater benefic, and uh, people would always, you know, look to their charts to see where was the greater benefic. And if you were a day chart, you were really happy because then Jupiter was your best friend. Um, still a good friend for a night chart, but not as strong. Uh, Venus is the greater benefic in a night chart. So what does Jupiter rule? What is it? Uh, what's he all about? Okay, so typically Jupiter is happiest in Pisces, a water sign, and in Sag, a fire sign. Not as comfortable in Virgo, which is Earth, and Gemini, which is air. 
it's very happy in Cancer and not so happy in Capricorn, which is where it currently is. Um, it's typically um, equated with the blood, nutrition, corpulence, liver, gall, hips and legs, growth, overproduction, semen, the womb, and the right side of the body. Now, keywords for past and present, so what astrologers say about it today and what they said about it 2,000 years ago. Okay, so today it's Jupiter rules big business, wealth, higher self, optimism, height, growth, mora morality, prosperity, indulgence, long-distance travel, foreigners, in-laws, sports, and hunting. Back in the day, it was considered the radiant one. You look to Jupiter for the begetting of children and childbirth, desire and love. Also for alliances, friendships with great men, abundance, payments, large gifts, profits that are going up, justice, authorities, governments, honors, heads of holy places, arbitration of disputes, inheritances and trusts, uh, brotherhood, fellowship, stewardship, adoption, confirmation of good things, relief from bad, freedom, release from bonds, and wealth. So that relief from bad, like I say, in all the ingress charts, we have Mars conjunct Jupiter. And so if appropriate action is taken, there will be relief from bad. Okay. So Jupiter represents higher education, philosophic reasoning, aspiration, luck, fondness for animals, horses, judgment, law, the gift of prophecy, master teachers, and truth. Now, whenever I look at Jupiter, especially when I'm comparing charts, this is where you're cheerleading the person you're in relationship with, where your Jupiter falls in another person's chart. That's where you're cheerleading someone. Um, it also is your uh, perspective on hope and goodwill, how magnanimous you can be in that sort of kingly, queenly way. Health, joy, and the recognition of such, especially when Jupiter is connected to the sun. Um, gratitude and a really good heart when Jupiter is connected to the moon. Sound common sense, something we could use a little bit of these days uh, when it's connected to Mercury. The joy of love. Um, if you see a chart with Venus conjunct Jupiter, you want to hang out with these people because they know how to enjoy life. Okay, successful creative activity, fortunate decisions, that would be Mars. And so that's what we have right now. It is in Capricorn, the Mars-Jupiter conjunction, which Mars is happier to be there than Jupiter. Uh, but again, um, hard work will pay off in this instance. Okay, now one of the best ones is Jupiter conjunct Saturn, which we will be getting later this year in December. And this is that uh, fickle of all attributes that we all wish we had more of, and that is patience. Darn, I can remember wondering just what is patience? <laughs> okay, he's a great guy wherever he is found. Well, 
not always. And of course, I have charts to point this out. And so we will begin a wee um, walk through some charts that have uh, strong Jupiter aspects. And let me just see what how much time I have. What's this saying? Uh, huh. That's interesting. One clock here is saying I have three minutes and 49 seconds, which truly can't be the case. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see. Yeah, that's odd. I think it's me that's online. That's very odd. Anyway, okay. So the first Jupiter person that I am going to look at and I apologize profusely because I know I'm not going to pronounce her name correctly. Gro, G-R-O, Harlem Brundtland. And I know that's not right either. Okay. Um, this is a Norwegian politician who was shining in terms of being the prime minister of that country three different times in the 80s and into the early 90s. And what does she have? She has Venus conjunct Jupiter. Now, um, I was just commenting on the fact that typically these people have um, a great joie de vivre in terms of life. Hers is in Pisces. And so my sense is, is that she has an ability to literally do group mind in the sense of... Um, being connected to not just people, but to the planet itself. And some of her achievements besides um, bringing forward uh, women into politics and, you know, being an exemplar of that. Um, but she was also Minister of Environment. She was also, um, once she left uh, politics in um Norway, she went on to work in the UN, in the World Health Organization, as a special envoy on climate change. Um, and she also um, was a leader within the UN and brought about um, uh, a report on uh, sustainability in terms of commerce and that. And so with this, you can have people who... Um, are generous in their uh, ability to be out there for people. Um, the other things that, of course, she had going is she had Saturn conjunct the sun in Aries, and so um, a dedicated, hard worker person that wasn't afraid to, you know, put what she wanted straight out there uh, in an Aries fashion. Uh, she had... Um, Mars has, she's still with us, <laughs> Capricorn rising and Mars there. Uh, so again, that would have uh, furthered her ability to be forthright and direct and to uh, come across as being quite capable of being in command. Okay. Um, yeah, so Director General of the World Health Organization from 1998 to 2003. Yeah, the Brutland Commission, which... Uh, on sustainable development. So yay on that particular Jupiter. Now the next one um, was kind of interesting. This is um, the Sun conjunct Jupiter. 
And you would think of someone being kind of kingly. And this guy, I think, really wants to be, although maybe only in the books that he writes. This is, uh, the next chart that I have up is Jeffrey Howard Archer. He is an English novelist, a former politician, a convicted perjurer, and a peer of the realm. <laughs> so talk about all over the map. Okay, this is uh, Sun conjunct Saturn and Jupiter. Um, and so, you know, so this guy would have not really necessarily been aware, and this is one of the things Jupiter can do, it can make you optimistic in a way that, oh, I'll never get caught. <laughs> and in his particular case, he did. He got caught uh, paying a prostitute and then, um, you know, claimed he didn't, did a defamation suit, won it, and then years later was found to be actually, no, um, you lied on the stand and therefore went to jail for three years. And of course, his political career kind of tanked at that point. Um, but he probably writes some pretty good books, I'm imagining. But here this Jupiter conjunct the sun, bigger than life kind of character in his own mind, I suspect. Um, Mercury is uh, in Pisces, and so, you know, he could, his mind would go, well, this is what you want me to be, and so this is what I'll be. Anyway, my digression. That's the way I see it. Okay, yeah, so he was imprisoned for perverting the course of justice. Okay, now, the next fellow that I have is, and again, here's another name that I'm not likely to get right, Jim Jarmusch, J-A-R-J-A-R-M-U-S-C-H. This is an American who, um, with his trademark shock of white hair and ultra-cool rock star persona, this is the archetypal American independent filmmaker, um, steadfastly resisting the sirens of Hollywood. He has fashioned a stylish, worldly, and thoroughly hip movies that have been the toast of international film circuit. Okay, so what gives him that? Well, he has moon conjunct Jupiter in the 10th house. Okay, so his aesthetic, aesthetic sensitivity has that Jupiter um, feeling that goes with, and she's trying to remember what she said. This is uh, when I was going through that list of attributes. Where did I put it? Because this is Jupiter with Mars. And, okay. Uh, can't find the page. Darn, of course. Yeah, Jupiter with the moon. Goodwill. Um, yeah. And he's been able to put that out there. Now, the other thing he also has is Venus-Mars conjunction in Pisces. Um, and again, this is, this is in the eighth house. So he doesn't just explore in sort of that avant-garde way Taurus themes, which would be um, all about aesthetically pleasing, but more um, in the eighth house, Pisces, this is sort of those weird, strange undercurrents would be part of what he put out there. And of course, he has Leo rising. And so he's quite willing 
to be the front person for the work that he does. Okay, now the next fellow that we're going to do, oh, pardon me, woman, I apologize, Amelia Earhart. Um, and I picked her chart because she has Mars conjunct Jupiter, but this time in Virgo. And apparently the very first time she ever went up in a plane, she knew that that was her life. Um, and with it being Virgo, she would have been quite capable in a world where, because this was, she was born in 1897. And so her first flight was in 1920. So obviously aviation was very much a work in progress at that time. Um, but with that Virgo circuit um, and that desire to, she would have been very efficient at learning and um, I suspect being aware of the limitations and the challenges as systems were being developed in airplanes. Um, sh her attention to detail is probably what kept her alive as long as it did. Um, very, yeah, um, you know, and so she uh, uh, did quite a bit also, not just with flying, um, she was also part of what was called the 99 Club, which was promoting women in aviation. Uh, she also worked for the National Women's Party and an earlier supporter of Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, yeah, and so I, I suspect a tireless worker that had that attention to detail. Okay, now the next one I have is one of the ones that kind of went sideways because Jupiter can go sideways. And this is Ted Kaczynski, 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 I think it is, the Unabomber. Okay, so here this guy was a mathematics prodigy, but he abandoned an academic career in 1969 to pursue a primitive lifestyle. Um, between 78 and 95, he unfortunately managed to kill three people and injure 23 others in an attempt to start a revolution by conducting a nationwide bombing campaign targeting people involved with modern technology. Um, yeah, so he lived in a remote can, um, uh, a remote cabin, and the only reason why they were able to uh, track him down um, was they published his paper, and his brother recognized his writing, and so therefore they were able to track him down because for many years, um, this case, you know, they just they couldn't find him, they couldn't stop him. So where did Jupiter play out in this chart? Well, this is Jupiter conjunct Mercury. This is the echo chamber. The mind itself will run amok. And with Jupiter, that just expands it to the point where probably in like the kingly manner, I know what I know and everyone should know what I know. Um, that type of rhetoric, which would be self-reinforcing. And he has in Gemini, Uranus conjunct the Sun almost exactly, um, also conjunct Saturn, Mercury and Jupiter as well. So five planets in Gemini. 
and um, and so you put Jupiter there, and it just expands and exaggerates everything. And in this particular case, it was what he thought he knew. Um, combine that with a moon in Leo in the first house, and he would have seen himself as a savior, and then the mind would have had the rhetoric to back that up. Very interesting indeed. Okay, Ted Kaczynski. Okay, now the next Jupiter person that I have is a favorite of Canada, and this is Wayne Gretzky. Now, I'm not per se a huge um, uh, hockey fan, but back in the day when this guy was doing his thing, which was from 1979 to 1999, um, he quite rightly uh, came by the neck nickname of the great one. Um, he's still called the greatest hockey player ever. Many sports writers, players, and the NHL itself give him that credit. Um, he was the leading, uh, and still is, I believe, the leading NHL uh, scorer uh, with more goals and, and assists than any other player. Born and raised in Brantford, Ontario, Gretzky honed his skills at a backyard rink and regularly played minor hockey at a level far above his peers. Despite his unoppressive stature, strength, and speed, so that wasn't what he had, Gretzky's intelligence and reading of the game were unrivaled. He was adept at dodging checks from opposing players and consistently anticipated where the puck was going to be and executed the right move at the right time. Gretzky became known for setting up behind his opponent's net, an area that was nicknamed Gretzky's office. Okay, so what did Jupiter provide for him? And here we have that phenomena that all of us wish we had way, way more of, and that is patience. He has Jupiter conjunct Saturn in Capricorn. And obviously, he had that moment where he could just slow down in his mind, I suspect, see what was happening on the, on the ice, and begin to calculate and wait for just the right moment. God, if he could market that and sell it, he'd be a billionaire. <laughs> I can think of so many people, myself included, who would love that dose of patience. Okay, he is a sun Aquarian, um, and his Mars was in Cancer, so and in the sixth house. So obviously, it was the mind and that patience that gave him the skill level that he had because it definitely uh, Mars and Cancer it's okay um, but like the blurb said not impressive in terms of height strength and speed moon in Gemini though and so that emphasized the mental calculation um, it's in uh, the fifth house of creativity so you know he was he was comfortable figuring out things. Um, what else does he have here? Uh, Venus in Pisces, so he was definitely a team player and did not have to be the one, even though we made him the one. Um, he was quite happy to be a 
team player, um, although I didn't, you know, I didn't read a lot about his biography, but I suspect that would have been in there, that he was quite happy to be a team player. Um, and again, um, he would have saw himself an extension of that team in terms of being able to anticipate who was going to do what, where, and where that puck was going to be. Okay. All righty. Um, and my whole board here is just bizarre. Normally it gives me a countdown of how long I've been on air, but it isn't. So all I can say is I am going to continue on with Where's That Moon? Because I am going to do a bit of a digression and look at the um, ingress chart for Powell River for us specifically here and those that are listening. In the meantime, where's that moon? I have been doing a bit of a blurb on my uh, Facebook page uh, because I was away last week. Uh, I had a family emergency. My sister, um, my prayers, my thoughts, my love go out to her. Hopefully she'll be home soon. Um, and that's why I missed last week and you all got to hear, I think the November 6th, no, the episode number six was repeated. So thank you to the station for not having just dead air. <laughs> of course, that's not something they would want. But, and I'm thinking because I was doing those sort of daily things that I am also just cause I like to wax eloquently on the state of the world. I'm thinking I'm gonna to add to my uh, website and to my Facebook page, which one day I will truly be able to figure out how to make it work better. Um, more, um, you know, day-to-day -day comments about things that are happening and how I see that through the planets and the stars out there. But this piece will still keep going. Okay, so today, the start of the spring break and maybe spring month unprecedented times our scorpio moon could have us very morbid and intensely predicting death and destruction or secret agents or hold or withholding of toilet paper again i just can't believe people are going silly about that at 4 p.m the sun comes out again with the moon's ingress into sagittarius careful of the i told you so comments on any side Meanwhile, the Pisces sun aspects Pluto going to the heart of power and how that's playing out in this new world. Also in the background, though never making an exact aspect is Mercury, and I already mentioned this, at 29 degrees of Aquarius, and so is Saturn. It's at 29 degrees of Capricorn. And this is like a pause before, and there of course is the big question. Sunday, March the 15th, the Sagittarius moon only connects to Neptune, but in doing so, everyone will have an imagining as to what this moment is all about. And with strong Sagittarian opinions, remember it is only your truth, not capital T truth. Monday, March the 16th, Mercury left Aquarius for its return to Pisces. Uh, movement of unseen will ramp up again, unfortunately. This might be the virus. Communication crisp is not so good. Catching the drift, the vibe, the unspoken cues, and managing the fog of info. Yep, the next few weeks will be interesting. 
April the 11th, remember, Mercury wakes up in Aries and things will get a whole lot clearer. The moon will be in Capricorn starting at 9.30 a.m. So be practical, organized, structured, whether at work or in quarantine. Messaging is all important on the 10 a.m. news. Then be prepared for a not-so-surprising shock around 5.30 p.m. on Monday. Tuesday, March the 17th. Uh, moon still in Capricorn today, waiting to connect in social ways this morning, uh, 10.30 a.m. Of course, how to do that responsibly. Movie time tonight, documentary on how to survive a pandemic. That's what I recommend if there is such a thing out there. Wednesday, March the 18th. This is quite the day. Um, as you know, we've got this huge lineup in Capricorn. We've got Mars there. We've got Jupiter there. We've got Saturn there. We've got Pluto there. And the moon is in Capricorn on Wednesday. And this is the checkup, and it's in spades. Want to know how you and your community are doing? Today is the official monthly checkup of responsible governance and structures. The moon systematically conjoins Mars at 1.30 a.m., Jupiter at 3.45 a.m., Pluto at 7.50 a.m., and lastly, Saturn at 5.45 p.m. This report card you can take to the bank. Oh, such a lead up <laughs> to the change of spring and the equinox tomorrow. Okay, so. Overnight, the moon moved into Aquarius, and small social tribes need to celebrate the turning of the season. Okay, and let's take a look at the uh, chart for, let me just see where I am with time. I got seven minutes. Oh yeah, I got lots of time. Okay, so um, if you want to be official with your spring equinox celebration, um, it's at 8.50 p.m. that the sun ingresses into Aries uh, for Powell River, and that gives us a Libra rising, which puts Venus in the eighth. Hmm. So remember how I was saying in the general ingress chart for Canada that women will play an important role? Women will also play an important role here, but unfortunately we may lose a few because Venus is in the eighth house of death. Not a happy place. I want to take it out of there. But it could just mean it could spell the end of some events. And I'm thinking that Cthulhu may bear the brunt of this. Um, hard to say. It's still early, but... I imagine the talk is happening. Our sun is in Aries, obviously, in the seventh, though. So this means that this community needs not act in isolation. It must reach out to other communities, to the provincial government, in order to manage the situation and to get support. Now, our healthcare systems, this is Mercury in Pisces, sixth house, so the sixth house of healthcare, it needs our belief, our faith, our spiritual support, and probably volunteers for our healthcare system to manage this situation. In terms of we the people, 
we are that moon in Aquarius and it is in the fifth house, yeah, we could have the baby bump here in, yeah. Okay, but not obviously from some of us. <laughs> we passed that point. Um, but obviously some will be involved in that. But this is looking for creativity um, and uh, um, ideas, suggestions, you know, um, to uh, bring a bit of playfulness to the situation will also be helpful. And uh, the bulk of that Capricorn stuff, so literally structures of the town are changing. And my suspicion is, is this will also be reflected, you know, past this whole pandemic thing and into the fact that this town is growing. Um, and so this definitely, this chart def definitely favors expansion in terms of our community. Okay, so that was Friday. Yeah, Friday the 19th, correct? Yeah, no, that was Thursday. Okay, so Friday the 20th, Okay, we've all gotten over the spring equinox. Yay! Mars connects directly with Jupiter. Okay, so this is that conjunction. Action, work, assertiveness meets growth, expansion, and optimism. Now, this combination, do we get a glimpse of the light at the end of this tunnel, of the pandemic tunnel? And I'm suspecting March 20th may give us that. Now for my show next week, the moon will have slipped into Pisces and maybe slightly obscures the shift in time as Saturn rolls into Aquarius. Now the last time it was here was January of 1991 and they call this a time shift where one's sense of time changes. Um, back then it was the launch of the Hubble telescope, the Iraq war because of Kuwait, them trying to take over Kuwait, and the collapse of the USSR. Okay. Um, the other thing that came into being in 1999 was, um, or 1991, I say, www is introduced as the first web browser structure. Um, the PowerBook was first introduced as the first laptop, and oh, what happened in Canada? <laughs> we got the GST. Poo. <laughs> Okay, so that is it for me this week. Um, and just a reminder for information uh, about the work that I do and for any of the material that uh, you need or if you want to listen to prior podcasts, go to www.cardinalastrology.ca. And in the meantime, you have been listening to Astrology Today on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. See you next week. This is a rebroadcast of my radio show, Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station.